Okay. Should we start? Yes. I'm going to make a noise so that you can pick it up on the recording. Just keep going. <laughs> that will have echoed a lot. Yeah. Hey Damien. Hey Roger. I really liked our new intro music. Wasn't it kind of cool? Who was it by? It was, well, I, I don't know if she's got a company or anything yet, but it was by my friend Sarah, who's now going to start doing that as a business. You get bespoke, brilliant. I mean, have you ever had music written for you? N- well, no. I mean, I've had Jenny make up songs about me that were really rude. That probably <laughs> doesn't count. <laughs> weren't, weren't, weren't flattering. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today... Today we are going to talk about you, not you, but you, podcast listener, listener. and your data. Why? What? Why is that relevant? Because we were also going to talk about day trading, but we decided we were fucking bored. We decided of that so everyone much else has talked about it. Yeah. So we'll do that another time. In six when, time when it's we'll not basically relevant. do it when yeah, when nobody cares anymore. Yeah. So why are we talking about you and your data? Because um, increasingly, well, over the years, it's been used as a currency for free product which is mm-hmm. you know you, you exchange your data for service um, and with the new administration in the US it's more than likely that some kind of regulation is on its way around big tech and big data is that why whatever he's called Zuckerberg is always in front of Senate committees at the moment is that all still about big data manipulation blah 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 yeah so they had a bunch of hearings uh, over the last over 2020 they had a bunch of hearings where they finally got hauled in front of some committees and there was a lot of good questions got asked and a lot of answers were dodged and they essentially were forming their basis for what's about to happen which is sort of litigation against some of the big techs for monopolistic behaviour or um, abuse of power and things like that. Cool. And this goes on to something we're going to talk about later. Maybe we'll talk about it now, I don't know. But about what the actual point of these people having your data, what does it actually mean and why is it useful or why is it bad? Yeah, so like... Are we talk about that typically, typically, the way that most of these platforms work. Most things... In- Explain to me one of these platforms. <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I, I I'm gonna pick. No, okay. I'm gonna pick uh, Instagram. I, I am Instagram, and I give you um, a place to share your photos. And well, thank you. In exchange for that, how much are you gonna charge me for that? Absolutely nothing. You delightful human. Nah, I'm brilliant. Aren't I? Before that, I'm gonna ask for your email address and a bunch of vital statistics on you. Seems um, fair so far. And I'm gonna take that, and I'm gonna take every bit of your. Uh, behavior on the platform and uh, well because uh, Instagram's owned by Facebook and they have this thing called Facebook Pixel which sort of embeds into lots of other pages around the internet as well so Mm -hmm. basically your movements on the internet I now own as part of our contractual terms is that what I tick that little box yeah when everyone signs up and says yeah whatever give me free (laughs) shit and in exchange for that you get arguably super duper premium product. You know, Instagram is amazing and, yeah. you know, it's a good 
you know, it's a good service. You know, you get to talk to your friends and share photos and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but in exchange for that, they own your sort of... They own quite a lot of your data. Um, and okay. So, so far, you're giving me good stuff for free. All you're getting back in return is data. And then... Why do I give a shit? And then what I do with that data is I present it to people who want to advertise hmm. and say, hey, I've got this person on my platform. They're a, a 33-year-old male who is a bit of a nerd. Yeah, we can't all be as young <laughs> as you, Damon. And <laughs> and I want to advertise... Yeah, and, and he's into these kind of things. Um, you... Uh, podcast microphone manufacturer you should advertise to him because he's obsessed with people he's on instagram yeah. with <laughs> podcast mics um, or and, gullible well both uh, and <laughs> and you end up being able to sell advertising to a very specific demographic okay. based on things so now me as the consumer got a cool place i can share all my pictures i can stalk all my friends and look at their pictures and the stuff i'm interested in I'm now being shown stuff that I might be interested in buying as well. Yeah, and that's sort of the agreement. So where's the downside? Because so far, I feel like it's all working in my favour. Well, I mean, that's the problem we got to, both yeah. of us, is that this you is kind my of get issue. to the point where you're like, I don't give a good. shit. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's a bad thing. Instead of you advertising random stuff I have no interest in, you've looked through everything I've liked, you've looked through all of my data that I've given you, the fact I've liked, I don't know, another podcast person and said, oh, this person likes podcasts, so let's advertise them other podcasts. This person likes people that talk about making your own podcast, so let's sell them stuff about making a podcast. That all seems relevant and seems like it's a useful service. So when people kick off about, oh my God, these people are using your data to advertise to you, yeah, I'm not seeing the downside. Well, I, I mean, I I don't mind either. I, I mean, I've used Google but for so we've, long. we've both just said that, thinking about it though, and we've both paid for, not you somehow, but we've both got YouTube Premium because we didn't like the adverts. And I think, thinking for myself, which is important, um, the reason I didn't like it was because it wasn't that targeted. So I'd always get the same set of adverts. Yeah. So it would always be like a Volvo or something. Like, I don't. At no point have I liked anything to do with Volvos. So why are you advertising this to me? And it almost seemed like someone at some point had just bought a crap load of adverts across the entire platform. And let's just show everybody on all of YouTube this thing. Yeah, I think equally, YouTube advertising never got it right. In that it never, it never felt like um, some of the other platforms where you kind of sort of, it, it subconsciously goes in, but you don't really have to spend much time. But, you know, Facebook ads, you scroll past them. Or you end up getting, you know, shoveled ad Adidas uh, adverts because your friend likes Adidas, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Whereas YouTube, it's a, it's a, it's a paywall where there's like you have to wait thirty seconds before you can go into it. So is YouTube more like old school media where it's just someone's paid us a load of money to get this in front of six hundred thousand people, so we're going to put it in front of the next six hundred thousand people. And we don't care if you're watching a kids' channel or a finance channel or Linus Tech. You're just going to watch the same advert. I think there's a difference because you could realistically be watching 10 minutes of video from one advert. So there's a more, you know, the the, the advertiser kind of wants more of your time. 
Whereas if you're scrolling through Facebook, you could probably see an advert for a split second. But the mm. fact is you'll see that advert a hundred times over the next two hours of scrolling. So you probably add up to the same amount of ad FaceTime. It's just it feels much more intrusive when you watch it. But it's not even the intrusiveness. It's more the target, the targeted nature of it. It seemed much more specific with Facebook, Instagram, things like that. And is that because they've got more data points? Which I think you've got some bloke you know about data points. But because Facebook knows so much more about me, because I have a list of friends, a list of likes, I've liked certain pictures, I've liked certain activities, I have checked myself in at different locations, all that sort of stuff, versus YouTube knows what I've watched. And sometimes I'll watch, you know, stuff I'm interested in. Other times I'll watch stuff because I need to learn something. Like, you know, I had to, I had to look into how to pick your own lock the other day. Why? Because I locked myself out of the filing cabinet in that office room. And so I did it with a paper clip. Wow. And a YouTube video. Everyone can rob you. I mean, I'm pretty easy to rob, apparently. <laughs> but it's such a random nature of stuff that you watch on YouTube, or certainly that I do, it must be quite difficult to know that much about me. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what we're finding more and more is that our tolerance for being advertised to is diminished. Hmm. And maybe that's an age bias thing, or maybe that's the fact that we've been advertised to on these kind of mediums for so long that now when an option approaches like YouTube premium, we're like, yeah, just get rid of the efforts. I'd yeah. much rather have more, you know, it's a tax to spend five, you know, 30 seconds, every video waiting, or you could be like, well, here's an, an insignificant amount of money a month to just make it much easier. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. It's like, you're basically giving YouTube, whatever it is, 12 pounds a month, for X number of minutes of your life. Back, yeah. Which seems like a good deal. Yeah. And I think that's probably what we're going to see more of, which is, as we said, the death of freemium, which is... So what is freemium to people that don't know what well, freemium it's, it's is? Well, it's give us your data, we'll give you a service for free. But then there's usually a, a pay upgrade, whereas if you... Do they stop taking your data, thinking about it? If you give them money, you reduce all advertising... Well, no, what they do, you, you get rid of the thing, you know, you get rid of the blocking mechanism. You still give them more data. It's but just where is the, I suppose from YouTube's point of view, how much do they make per customer over the lifetime of a user versus making £12 a month off them? Does YouTube make more or less than £12 a month from most users that aren't subscribers? So from a business point of view for YouTube, what is that price point? And I guess... I mean, I'm assuming they are smart enough to have done that. But what is that price point to say, well, actually, if you watch adverts, you will click on X number of adverts and that equates to this much pay from our advertisers. So the lifetime value of a customer is blah. But if you sign up to YouTube Premium, you'll give us £12 a month and most customers will stay for X number of months. So yeah, it bounces out or it's better off, whichever way it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's... We, we, we had a good 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 rummage on this and we tried to work out what we are worth to various platforms. Yeah. And there's differing opinions on how you do it. You know, some people did the sort of crude thing of, you know, uh, revenue, ad revenue, you know, sort of, um, not revenue, market, market cap, cap versus number of users. And there's some eye-watering numbers that, you know, uh, Twitter, you're worth $48. Whereas... Something like Amazon, you're worth seventeen hundred 
dollars a year. Um, but as you say, it's Google, a pretty Google. crude way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's a crude way of doing it. Um, there's other arguments around it, which is um, how much ad revenue each business brings in. That sounds like a better way of doing it. Um, and Facebook's is around $7 a quarter. So it's still quite a lot of money, even even in the sort of sort of uh, watered down way of it. Um, but people, I think people over overestimate their value as well. So one of the things, you know, some of the stuff we were reading, people were like, "Yeah, I'm worth a thousand dollars a month to the company," and and <laughs> you're not, you're 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 not, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're not a special snowflake. <laughs> well, unless you're spending an absolute fortune on any of these things, you're really not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I I put a million quid through Twitter ads every month. <laughs> yeah, well, then yeah, you are probably worth a thousand pounds to them, <laughs> but you know, most people aren't worth much because the dilution is so low. What would be interesting though would be to know what your value is as a customer to all of these companies. Yeah. And, and that, to know how much they're getting for advertising to you. Yeah. And is so, that a thing that A they know and can sort of demonstrate or B is it something that legislation's about to bring about? I think well there is stuff on the horizon that says one of the arguments is that the big companies should report how much they earn from your existence on their platform, mm. like a, a digital dividend um, idea, which is that you're worth blah on the platform, so every every quarter we make lots of money out of you, so we give you back a certain uh, amount of money. Um, I think it's quite hard to implement that kind of idea, which is, you're then saying, well, our platform took more money from you than 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 we than we need. So here's some money back. It doesn't really make sense. What you what what the argument would always be is, well, we never made any profit on you. It would just cost us however much you're worth a month to run the platform. That's what the argument would always be. So there's never going to be this feedback of of money to you. But could there be? Well, no, because it's like. It's like all these things, like if you tell someone you have to, you know, if you declare a profit, you have to give some money back to people, they'll never declare a profit, you know, <laughs> just change the business landscape a bit, but it won't, it won't positively affect the user. Well, yeah, but I suppose, I suppose what I'm thinking is we as the users are the actual product. So we are being sold and our data is yeah. being sold to other companies to advertise to us on the basis of a thousand people are identical to me, are likely to see this one advert and four of us will buy something. That has a value to the advertiser, to the company advertising. So Facebook gets to charge them for that. Therefore, me as the individual that buys, I have a higher value to Facebook. Or me as the 1,000 people that just sees that ad has generated revenue for Facebook. So would it be bad? Would it? Well, would it be non-viable for them to say... Well, yeah, for every advert that you see, we will give you 0.0001 cents, pence, whatever. So that you actually, there is a social media channel somewhere that actually pays you to be an active user of their platform and to engage with both adverts, but also with friends and all that sort of stuff. Would that work as a business? And actually just accept, yeah, okay, all of you dumbasses that think you're just getting this free sting for free, you are the product. But now we're all going to accept the reality of what's going on. 
and so we're going to pay you for being the product. So if you watch an advert, so on YouTube, if you watch an advert all the way through to the end, you we'll give you, you know, 5% more than someone who just clicks the skip ad. And so you're actually incentivized to be a better sheep <laughs> that is advertised but, but, to. I mean, what, what, you know, watching the advert all the way through doesn't make you more likely to buy the product. But if that, you then, the got, if you then got the bump of, oh, and you then clicked on the link, and then you then, because we know through pixels and stuff like that, you can track all the way through to sale. It could be like, well, yeah, literally, you you watched it, you get one pence. You watched it all the way through, you get two pence. You watched it all the way through and click the link, you get three pence. You watched it all the way through, click the link, bought something, you get four pence. And obviously not those sorts of numbers, but no. that kind of thing. You monetize and accept that you're monetizing your income-generating source, which is the user's. I mean, I think the counter to that, which I think is where maybe we both would probably go, is I'd rather pay for more things and be advertised to a little bit less. Or do you not? Would you rather have ads and get things for free? I think it depends on the platform. So YouTube, I pay because I couldn't be asked with adverts anymore because they're really annoying. Gmail, we talked about Google before. I I do pay for it, but that's for a unique circumstance. I've never paid for it up until now, and I probably won't do going forward either. Right. But that's because I use other services that I do pay for for what I could pay Google for. So it's I, kind I, of, yeah, I suppose, I, I guess swings and roundabouts there. You're like, OneDrive doesn't have a social media yeah. thing. So like, we all, you, know, you pay for OneDrive, but it's not because... The adverts on OneDrive app were getting too much. It's because yeah. you just wanted that service. Whereas yeah. Google, you well, yeah, I suppose it's you. a it's a bit like a random example, but saying, well, yeah, the person that we're going to pay to deliver us some food is also going to drop off my dry cleaning. I'm like, well, just because he offers that, I've already got a dry cleaner, so they'll do it for me. Yeah. So it's combining services into one place. I don't really know where I was going with that example. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping you'd join in at some well, point I, and help I, me out there. I, I, I think, I think the thing we're trying to get to is, um, what is the what is the problem with you giving all your data up? And one of the things we touched on is like manipulation of your, or, you know, being manipulated by the fact that they know stuff about you. Yeah. So we've talked about the commercial aspect of it, of being advertised to that makes you a consumer, and we both kind of think that's not a bad thing because it means you're getting relevant adverts. I mean, well, if, if you look at your, your value, seven, seven, seven dollars a quarter. ten dollars a quarter, you know, you're getting 40, quid, 40 quid's worth of stuff for free a year from lots of different places. Yeah. So you're getting, you know, things that you would... I think that's a fair exchange. Yeah. And so the question, as you say, the next stage on is then the manipulation, not on a commercial basis, but more on a political basis. Or, yeah, I guess sort of on a... I mean, I guess advertising is a manipulation... Yes, blah, it is. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but on the political basis, um, so I, when I was, um, when I was doing my MBA, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way of saying it. Um, we had a lecture off one of these guys um, who was an early member of Cambridge Analytica, and he was talking about how much your data predicts your behavior and all these kind of things. And, you know, he was involved in the early parts of, of Cambridge Analytica, which was famously embroiled in this sort of election... Rigging. rigging or... Well, not rigging. Election minute... Yeah, what was it A called? very targeted 
election advertising campaign. No. It's probably the least litigious way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cambridge Analytica aren't listening. Oh, who knows? Um, and, you know, he, he was talking about what they could do is take the number of likes that you did on Facebook mm-hmm. and predict your response to a certain question. And, like, it was a shockingly low number, about 40. They were pretty much as good as your friend. Yeah. And over, if they could get 120 data points, you know, 120 things that you'd liked or, you know, interacted with on Facebook, they could predict, on average, you know, over their, their, their data set, they could predict your behavior better than your spouse. Or, you know, significant other or partner or someone, you know, someone, you know, someone very close to you. And that was... Well, they clearly did it very well. <laughs> well, yeah. And again, I suppose it comes down to what's the downside to that? So that's all very super clever stuff, which presumably AI and algorithms and all kinds of random things, the more data people have got to mine and blah, 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 they can come up with, okay, well, given that this person's like these 120 things, we think balance of probabilities, they will do X given this yeah. situation. Okay, cool. So? So what we kind of said before was like, well, that, from an advertising or a political point of view, you know the likely votes of the people you're looking at on Facebook, and so you can instantly discount the people that will vote for you anyway. He's like, well, there's no point spending money on them because they're already ours, and there's no point spending money on people who are definitely going to vote the other way because they're already somebody else's. So you've identified now the middle ground, who can be swayed one way or the other. So that's the downside. Because you've now targeted someone that can be manipulated one way or the other, and you're now going to focus on them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you've you've identified this set of people that you then are going to try and sway one way or the other. And that's... I mean, that's advertising. That's, you know, like that's sort of trying to... It is is kind of valid that they found this set of people that said like these people don't know which way they're going to vote so you should go and talk to them that's efficient (laughs) and is that the the actual crux of it it's what as you say advertising has always done but they've not been able to be that efficient before because they've not been able to say oh you're definitely so you know i know jehovah's witnesses when they knock on the door if they knew before they knocked this person absolutely don't bother knocking because they're just going to slam the door. This person actually already Jehovah's Witness, so don't bother. This person, yeah, if we spend long enough, we might convince them to become a Jehovah's Witness. Well, the, yeah, it's effectively you, the same sort of thing. That that you've just super yeah. targeted, and but that's what you know. Direct mail. You buy a list of people that have certain behaviour types. These people are this socio-economic group. Therefore, they're more likely to be able to buy a Porsche as opposed to a Ford no. or whatever. So it's like you automatically, since advertising has begun, we've tried to seg- segment people into different boxes so we can advertise them in the right way. We're now just getting more and more efficient at it as we get more data points on people. So again, where does the where does the line get crossed of, no, this is manipulating people as opposed to this is just an evolution of advertising? And that's where we got stuck, was like, is advertising manipulation? Yes. Probably. Is trying to change someone, or trying to get someone to vote a different way, 
manipulation. Well, yes, you know, it's, it's the same as advertising, except it's just on a different, on a different matter, and. But that's debate. That's trying to convince anybody yeah. of another position. I guess that's the conversation. Thing, maybe it's, we, it's everything, we, isn't it? We touched on it. It's sort of like it's kind of like. Is it fair game provided that everyone has good critical reasoning? <laughs> like where someone can say, oh, I'm not sure if I agree with that. Or, you know, oh, I, I'm not sure if that is how I, you know, like. And so is the only valid argument, people might be too stupid to know what you're doing. Therefore, you shouldn't be allowed to do it. And then the argument goes, well, if anybody has an issue with their data being used for advertising or political purposes... What they're basically doing is putting their hand up saying, I'm too fucking stupid to make up my own mind, so please don't try and sway me one way or the other, because I'll just believe fucking anything I see. It's going to be the thing that we won't work out. Because if you come down too harsh on it, you know, if you say you can no longer do this kind of stuff, then actually quite a lot of the mechanisms that these companies are built on falls apart. You know, you're not going to somehow suddenly convert 2 billion Facebook users to being paid members. Yeah. You know. Whereas equally, if you say, you know what, guys, do what you want, it's going to get worse. And it's going to get, it's going to get, you know, seen all these kind of echo chambery stuff that's happened in the US with the insurrection and all that kind of stuff where people convince themselves of these fallacies. So that equally needs stopping. But it's, it's very hard to say, well, is it just political stuff? You can't talk about, you know, whereas Dyson Hoovers just go fucking crazy, you know? What about flat earthers? Well, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. Work, is that political? You, you know, you know, like... <laughs> Where can you draw the line? No, I'm really, we should do an episode on flat earth. Is the earth flat? No. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick episode. Um, no, but, it's but, not. The, but the, the thing, so, you know, a lot of uh, stuff in the US... Yeah, because that's where all them they're all based. You know, they hide behind Section Two Thirty, and uh, like whether you know they're not responsible for what happens on their platform because they're they don't moderate it and stuff. But it is moderated now, so it sort of doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And and so regulation is coming for them. There's no doubt about that. And so, is it a bit? Is the only workable solution a bit like they've done with Instagram? where any post that is trying to influence you one way or the other has to have somewhere written all over it, this is an advert, this is a sponsored ad, this is paid for by X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I think I think the source of the source of the post was is difficult because someone might just passionately believe that the earth is flat and it's not paid for by flatearthsociety.com. So that post wouldn't get any flags. Because, yeah. you know, if, you know, I'm not affiliated with anyone on Instagram, if I just started spouting off about some random bullshit. Well, yeah, if you, but if you, so take it away from the political side of it, but if you're like, I've just bought this brand new Hoover and it's amazing, everybody, you should just go and buy this because it's changed my life. I mean, I don't know what kind of shitty life you've got if a Hoover changed your life. But if you just want to tell all your mates, like, look at this cool thing I've just bought. I've just bought myself a brand new car. It's great. You shouldn't get flagged for you know, yeah, political like... <laughs> political manipulation. You should, probably shouldn't have to tag that as a sponsored ad because you weren't actually sponsored. But if for you're it. paid to do it, yeah, I mean, there's a good argument that says you should be. And at least then people get to make the choice of okay, this is something that 
Roger's just bought a new car and he's quite happy about it. That's cool. I trust Roger. So if I'm looking for a new car, maybe I'll consider that. Versus uh, Roger's just been paid by Porsche. Dyson to advertise their latest fan. So meh, I'm going to ignore that because I don't really care. And I think maybe that's uh, that's a really valuable thing to make people do a little bit of critical reasoning, which is like, why are they so happy about this thing? It's because they've been paid to be happy about it. You know, yeah. I think that's one of the things. It feels like the easiest step to take on all these platforms to be like, by the way, I'm trying to influence you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a bit of more transparency, we think. Would that stop regulation? Or does regulation need regulation to come in is going to increase to transparency? I, I, yeah, there's no two ways about it. Regulation in the next few years is going to happen on these big platforms. Um, you know, not to bring it back to the um, endless coverage of GameStop and all that, <laughs> but like regulation is going to happen there as well because yeah. of this. You know, it, regulation is coming because it is too, it's gone too long. You know, we've done too long of um, tech outpaces law. It's just, it's been the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's why anyway, that's why digital innovation is as good as like we just run until someone makes a rule about they run something. faster and yeah, further just, in a different yeah, direction. Yeah. Just make up a service that no one ever thought about, so they never regulated against. You know, just do that, <laughs> and then you have a monopoly. Um, but yeah, I, I think there is regulation coming. Cool. Are we don't. Do we think we covered that topic to death. So what are our takeaways? No more freemium or freemium I think, by regulation? I think freemium's going to stick around because I think it's in the best interest of a company. And as soon as... So let's say Google, Gmail, whatever becomes paid for, someone else will start up that does a free version and all of the, the cheapskates will go over to that one because they're used to not paying. They don't expect they to don't. pay for email. So they'll be like, oh, fuck Gmail. Let's go to Fmail. So they'll go over there. And then the only way that F-Mail can make any money is by selling people's data. And so the cycle just continues under a new name. So I don't think freemium will disappear. But I could see it would be good, I think. I think it would be a good compromise to have much more transparency of who is getting paid for what. So when you sign up for Gmail, it's obvious that, yeah, what we're going to do is read half of your emails to see what you're talking about. And then we will advertise on the basis of what we think you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they do, but if they did, it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. I at least now know what you're doing, why you're doing it. So cool. When I see an advert for blah, I know where it's come from and I don't mind because it turns out, yeah, I did just email someone asking for recommendations of the best hair straightener. And so do you think if regulation kicks in, free products get worse because they're worthless? You know, like... If I can't manipulate you and actually you're not worth $7, you're worth 3 You know, so do you think there might be a change in product quality? So they'd be like, hey. No, I think, as you've just said, tech's had a free reign for long enough. I think profitability percentages will just drop. And I don't think they'll have much in the way of choice. Because be. if they do just decide to like, oh, fine, we're not going to run a photo sharing app then. Well, someone else will come along and do it. Because someone else will come along and do it. And, you know, if you're doing it for 40% margin, well, yeah, okay, I'll do it for 30% margin. And then someone else will come along for 20%. And I think... So it might, might almost turn into the sort of electronics hardware industry, which is just yeah. like, I'll just do it for cost because then I have 
money, you know. And I think basically that's kind of, that is the evolu- evolution of markets, isn't it? Somebody comes along and if you're the first, but if you're a monopoly or you're first to market, you get to have a massive profit margin. And then over time that gets dwindled down by regulation, competitors, blah, blah, blah. So I think regulation when it comes in, and it's, I can't say it's going to be a bad thing if all of these big companies that are making absolute mega profits end up yeah. paying more tax. Okay. Is that bad? Probably so, not. Yeah. I could see it going that way. Yeah. So I think, I think you know, things are going to change. For a user, it's probably going to get a bit better. For an investor or someone who owns a heavy, heavy position in big tech, it might be slightly, it might, it might be the, the flattening of the curve slowly of, of sort of. Oh, so that hundred billionaires only going to be worth yeah, 80 billion. But like, it may, maybe <laughs> that's what it is. It's just, yeah. it's the slowdown of the, the massive growth. Yeah. I, th- I could see that being a thing. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm happy, personally then, I'm happy to give away my data in return for good free stuff. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think we grew up doing it. No, we're sort of... We are the generation that never read any terms and conditions, just clicked a box. And also got a bit fucked off if anyone asked us to pay. Yeah. You know, like, like we expect what do you this mean to be free? To it's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to charge me that? Okay, torrent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Cool. I feel like that was a good topic. That's a good one. I like that one. Well done. Well done, us. What are we going to do next? Well, next we should week, finish this one first. We'll finish next. We'll finish this one. And then next we will do... Let's have a think. Write in and tell... Oh, Don't... God, I'm not giving anyone my address. Fucking <laughs> <been> stalkers. <laughs> it's flat earth at... <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye everyone. Bye-bye.